0: Within the courses at International Horse College, we only utilise methods that promote safe and humane ways of interaction between horses and humans. We only support safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Today I'm going to introduce to you David Finch. David's a World Cup show jumper, a Grand Prix show jumper, and not only is he a rider, he's also a trainer, a breeder, and a coach at that level. How are you today, David?
1: Yeah, great, Gladys, and thanks for ringing me.
0: That's okay. David, we usually start off with an inspirational quote. So, can you tell me your favourite inspirational quote, please?
1: I like the one: "World shrinks or expands in proportion to your courage."
0: Okay, that's a good one, actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good one with the horse industry and life in general.
0: Yeah, yeah, certainly you start to think of it from your point of view, yeah, how big the world is. Okay, no, that's good. Okay, now I want you to tell me how you came to have that and how it's helped you in the past.
1: Well, I started in the horse industry, I did that gap year after grade 12 and I'm still on that gap year and (laughs) I started out grooming for people and I I worked my way up in the industry and you know, I probably wasn't a big winning young rider or anything, but I always loved sport and loved horses. And I had a way to make it happen because I've had the dream pretty big and some of those dreams do scare you, but you've got to be brave and take a few of them on.
0: That's right. The first step is to actually have the dream in the first place. Yes. David, so you had the gap year, so it was in that gap year then that you decided to have a career with horses. What, what were you going to do? After, if you had just had a year, oh,
1: gee, it's, it's that gap. has been a long year. It's um, <laughs> sort of, I think, I think I actually got into agronomy at uni, but I suppose it just didn't happen. The career, the career, you know. I suppose if you you you, you do what you do, and then if you you can't even say a few years, maybe a decade later, I woke up and it, it had become a business, you know. Mm. In the in the infancy of what I did, I travelled a bit. I obviously I spent a lot of time. I, I worked for Guy and Lena Crichton and helped them in the early years. And and then I I worked in Japan. We took Australians over to Japan. I worked for a Japanese company exported horses, and, and that was in the nineties. And then I I ended up in Germany, and then I ended up in the States. So all those things, I suppose gave me a broad look at the industry across the globe and, you know, and what we'd done here and how we'd grown up here and you sort of mix it all together and it becomes a business in Australia, yeah. Mm,
0: mm. So you're talking about Guy and Lena Crichton. Who else has influenced
1: you? Oh, yeah, Guy was obviously, he was a big winner in those, you know, those days and he was a remarkable horseman. um, So, yeah, his his innate ability to win was incredible. Like I, he, he's still a good mentor to me. You know, I spent time with when I was working for the Japanese. I spent a lot of time. I did stuff with Ricky McMillan. She was okay. a yep. big influence back then. And, and
0: a lot of people know Ricky is a dressage rider too, but she's actually a jumping yeah, rider. incredible.
1: Yeah. Se- secretly yeah, a jumping, jumping rider. rider.
0: Yeah, and and a good horse person.
1: Yeah, a good horse person. And she grew up the same as myself, and she she did a lot of camp drafting and you know, did mm, the ag shows true. as a kid, so a very similar, you know, she, she, she knew where I was coming from and, yeah, she still loves, you know, people like that I still find amazing. Um, in Germany, I was worked with Peter Luther, and, you know, he won a gold medal with the German team mm-hmm. in LA, you know, that was another style of writing here, you know, obviously it'd be different to what we used to hear, but all in all, it had worked and worked for them and it was still a good learning experience. And then in the States, I happened to cross paths with Kathy Kustner. She was worked at the stables I was at and was quite an inspirational woman. If you, She's still an inspiration. She runs ultra marathons. I think she was the first woman jockey in the world and just an incredible person. So, um, yeah, just I think people like that inspire you and keep you going and, you know, mm-hmm. make the whole journey exciting for everyone.
0: Yep, yep. And obviously dealing with people who've got a fairly expanded world.
1: Yeah, exactly, not yeah, not very narrow-minded, like they've been there and done it and yeah, done yeah. it around the world, makes it a bit bigger and better. And- Good.
0: Now, David, you, you're breeding some very, very talented horses. What made you start to think about breeding horses? Because it's a fair jump, you know, having a few competition horses and competing. And then, you know, I'm sure it hasn't been just one individual jump, but you've got, you, you know, you're very well-known, you've got internationally, you Export Well, I don't know if you're exporting, you've got horses competing internationally now. Okay. What what gave you the idea or what brought you along those lines of having a stallion breeding horses?
1: Yeah, I've always been intrigued by it. And um, I thought too, you know, I wasn't necessarily the world's most talented rider. I did have to work hard at it. But I um, thought it was probably going to be easier to breed the world, of course, and that was business venture than being the world's best rider anyway so i think we can we have got the ability to breed good horses here we had i had a wonderful thoroughbred mare called Bowera that jumped high level and i bred her to some very good international stallions and she was a mayor and gave me four daughters so uh-huh. so i've born with that line and then i've been very fortunate i've sort of looked for young stallions that i really liked and i bought their sons Okay, that's worked yep. well. I, yep. uh, Calgary's been a wonderful horse to me. He's obviously had a few health issues himself, but he's producing great stock, and he has. Shane Rose has got a very good stud on him, and Chadden in America's a lot on one by him that we bred and produced here, and so mm-hmm. we've actually, actually a few doing really good dressage too, so that's exciting. And of course, the uh, show is jumping really well, so it's nice that we're covering all three Olympic disciplines.
0: Mm. Now, when you go out and you buy these young stock. How can you tell how talented they are? How can you tell how they're going to exceed your expectations and outrival all the others? What are you looking for when you're looking to buy the young stock?
1: I do like a pedigree, but I, I do like function. I, I've bought these horses just by looking at videos and things on the uh, I like a horse to be very functional. So I like to have a good walk and, you know, I just like its whole body to work, work properly. So I think that makes the whole job easy in the end. Okay, a and nice that, functional horse. Yep, yep. And a good pedigree, and a, if it's in a good model, and it's a good pedigree, and it's got a good mind, you know, your is the way there. Mhm,
0: mhm. I'm going to go on now to your career because you had your gap year that you're still in. <laughs> what? <laughs> so yeah. some other. I mean, you've you've got a team. You've got people working for you. You'd see people that are in their gap year. What sort of advice yeah. would you give them if they plan to have a career with horses?
1: Oh, I do tell them to study, but I do say you make sure you get a career as well as the horses, because well the industry's changed a lot since I did my gap year. Like, you know the sport has changed; it's not such an egg show based thing anymore, and it's got a lot more specialised. And you know it's good, and it's, you know we've we've got to be conscious of it and I'm very conscious of it, though, you know, that we don't lose a few riders along the way because we've become, you know, a bit too elitist or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think it's good that we've got this, but we've also got to be very mindful of where we came from, you know, like when we, you know, I did a talk at the opening ceremony for the inter-schools the other day, and I attended the first inter-schools, and Oh, the second one, I think the first one was in an 85 and I ran in an 86. And we we were all there on our X race horses and mm. we did our dressage test and we all did dressage tests and then we all did jumping and the first round of your jump counted as your combined training score and everyone jumped the same course whether you were in grade 6 or grade 12 and it was just one of those things, but it's how the sports change. But, you know, I think it's important that we do remember where we came from. It's a bit like the breeding too, like – I should have mentioned before too that I'm not afraid to keep using our good old Aussie thoroughbreds it's like the well known stop that have produced jumpers and mm-hmm. but so I think we need to just be mindful of we've been in Australia, <laughs> I know and we do live a little bit from the rest of the world and we do see a lot of what happens in the world now, you know, via social media and it's a lot easier. Yep. Yeah, we just gotta remember where we came from. And you know, it is good to see those long gene touches and but we've just gotta keep a bit of a reality on it. You know, you're looking at the top 30, 40 horses in the world, you know. There's a lot of horses underneath that and a lot of riders under that that have um, very good careers as well. Mm, mm. So they, they may not and they're, have – the, the, And they're very fulfilled, you know. Like they mightn't be the world's best horse, but they jump a metre 40 really well and have a great day, you know. And, and riders have got to learn,
0: like there's a progression. They're not going to start off on the world's best horse. You know, even, even now, no,
1: the, no. the top riders – horse is going to teach you something.
0: Yeah, yeah. What do you think are the keys for the riders that do get to the top? What do you think they've got ahead of everyone else?
1: Oh, yeah, they have a strong, you know, they're they're, they're strong. They're, and I think they have that from the start. I um, I helped Kate Hinchin at the start of her career, and I watched her the other day in Tamworth And you know, what you see now as a 20-year-old lady jumping in the World Cups, I did see that as a six-year-old too. You know, she had that determination, that desire, that will to win. You know, that focus. Mm-hmm. It probably is a personality trait too, you know, so okay, it's so. something that has, that's desire. and Yep, yeah, so when you're you saying strong,
0: there's strength of character. Yeah, yep.
1: and, you know, believe in what they're doing going to that fence. There's no doubt in her or the horse's mind but what they're going to do when they get to that jump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, I think you can spot it in, you know, right. I am mean, saying if you haven't got it at six, you're not going to have it either. You can develop it, but I just, I remember that Kate as a young girl, you know, and she's still got that determination now which has carried her through you know mm,
0: mm. so a lot of riders have the excuse that they haven't got a sponsor they need someone to pay all their bills what what have you got to say to that because you've got sponsors what do you offer the sponsors for them to actually sponsor
1: exactly and it's like a business deal it's like I have lots of sponsors and then I sponsor lots of things but it's like an investment and yeah you've got to be approachable we've got to you've got to have a product to sell to and you've got to be able to promote the product. I strongly believe you have to believe in the product that you're promoting and yes and you know I I know myself from a sponsor you do want something back you know and it's not just a gone with a bit of jam and cream on it you just you know you're helping run an event it's not like you're just making a donation so you want and I think the industry we need to think a lot about that in the industry and be quite conscious of that that you know Support and support locals a bit too, you know. Yep, yep. Make it all happen a little bit here. I, mean, I think the I think where as an industry, are we are developed a lot in Australia.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, you would have seen a lot of that development from when you left in your gap year and went overseas and <laughs> came back. Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 It, it has changed a lot. Yep. And that, and that is good, you know. It is good that we're progressing. Yep. And I'm very positive about the progress and the shows that are being run now. And yep. Yep. I'm still very conscious that we have some good ag shows we need to support too. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Tell me about your team. How many horses have you got on the property at the moment to care for, to look oh,
1: after? Gladness was a lot of horses. <laughs> hundreds, hundreds of horses, Gladness. Okay, okay. So we're breeding thirty to forty a year. So, yeah, some go as foals, some go as weaning, some mm-hmm. go, as, you know, as along the track, but um. And I, you know, I offer, i like to buy as foals, but not everyone does. So a lot of people like a horse that's under saddle and been to jump clubs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, been mm-hmm. out to shows. But um, yeah, a lot of horses. I, I do have about sixty mares, but yep. I don't breed from them all every year.
0: Okay, what about you? Who runs the team? I mean, is it you that runs the team, runs the staff to manage the horses? Do you have someone else to run the team? How does yeah?
1: That work? Well, I run. I run sort of oversee it all, but obviously I get a little bit busy travelling and. Working and running a few things I run, but um, and Matthew Kidston, he's ridden here for around six years now, so he runs all the competition horses and he keeps an eye over the airs and that. I run the breeding section, and yeah, we've always got people we're helping. I've got some you know young people here always training and uh-huh. doing things, and so yeah, not a bad place if you want experience of you know, do a bit of breeding work and a bit of riding work, bit of coach training, all those sorts of things.
0: Okay, so I'm going to talk a bit. We'll go on to coach training. So what do you think is a problem, a common problem that you see with coaches that are starting off, you know, beginner coaches?
1: Beginner coaches, yeah. I did a coaches workshop recently and that was probably a common theme, which is probably good that they're trying hard to do perform a task, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's, you know, basically it's all back to basics, isn't it, keeping things quite simple.
0: Mm, and, safe. And, yeah. Yeah, and safe yeah straight and safe yep. yep yep do you think that coaches when they first start they overdo it it's because they're a bit nervous because they're trying a bit too hard and I just I do yep
1: I do I actually I think as an educator and a mentor too, too you know I don't necessarily say that it's a fail or anything I'd like to step in and help them while it's happening you know and mm. as long as they've realised the situation and say we you know, maybe if you did it from this side or did that or stood here or That word instead of the main one. So focused on the main
0: um, things rather than all the fluffy bits around the end.
1: Like the main the main and which is safety, yeah. And the consistency of it all.
0: Yep. Oh, just let me interrupt you for a moment, just to let people know about the horse industry qualifications at online horse college. Have a look at the flexible options with online theory. The practical components can be completed by video or with a qualified expert in your area. That website, again, is onlinehorsecollege.com. Okay, thanks. All right, now you've got young horses. How do you start your young horses off
1: jumping? Yeah, well, good luck, like everything, Glenys. So I've never peaked early. I um, <laughs> <laughs> do take them very steady, you know. And- Mine even grow slow, which is wonderful because they sort of seem to vet very well. But we do a little bit with them as They might get started as a three year old, but they get, won't get a lot of rides. And then four year olds, they might go out a couple of times, but they won't really get cracking till they're five. And then we sort of get a bit more serious at six. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, it just gives you a longer lifespan with the horse and a better foundation on the horse. Mm. So, and I don't think they need to be tortured as young horses anyway. I just let them be horses from cruise and have a few nice experiences and take them home and have a rest and do the same again in a few weeks you know yeah i yeah. don't think they need to <laughs> around the arena all day every day and you know i think 20 20 minutes 30 minutes here and there is fine for a three four year old horse yeah because they're still growing and focused and their muscles aren't strong and their focus isn't that you know they need to yeah you know you yeah. might get a couple of jumps yeah. and they need a rest and but i think the biggest thing glennis is they're all different aren't they you know well, Yes. Some horses yes. Need, need to jump a couple of jumps and have a rest. And, and mm, mm. you just gotta you just gotta have an open mind when you're with horses and young riders. Yep. They all need a different approach and a different different tactic. Yep.
0: All right. What, what's your proudest moment that
1: you've had? Oh, I've had a few. I, I do love watching horses I've bred and produced at the shows. That's a good mm-hmm. one. I love watching my riders ride and then Matthew and watching Matthew on a few of them, it's been really rewarding. You know, Calgary's been a long journey. He's had, he's had a couple of colic surgeries and mm-hmm. then he had renal failure. So then he had a lot of foot problems. So, you know, he's, he's an eight-year-old horse probably, but his five-year-old body, but he's jumping to 140s and Silver Series and Mini Pre's and, you know, he's starting to get it together. Yep. You know, it's probably not about medals and podiums it's about the rehab on that horse and the getting into the ring and the belief in him. So, mm-hmm. things like that make me proud because I think it's the industry's a wholesome business, you know. And I, I go to the bush too. Like, I, I saw this wonderful kid in Rome a couple of weeks ago, and you know, she just helped dad muster and she was in a little stock saddle with the split reins. And she wants to ride at the show next year, so she came for lessons. And that's a, all those are good moments, you know. Mm-hmm. I've won a few classes and had a lot of joy. I've travelled the world. I hope I keep travelling the world, and I hope I've, I hope there's a few more classes in me to win. So but I, you know, I, I think the horses we're producing will do well. I think the next couple of years will be exciting because I'm sort of getting old enough to jump some big classes. And yep. from what I'm, the feedback I'm getting from the dressage horses is good, and the eventing horses is good. So. Okay. And I've got an exciting young stallions. So yeah. Yep. Um, yep. And it's rained. You know, it's all happening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it has rained. It has rained. Yep.
1: It has rained. Yep. Oh, it has rained. At least we know it can rain too. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right. Tell me about books. Do you read much or can you recommend a book?
1: I love to, I love to read. Yep. I love a lot of the George Morris articles. I think he yep. writes very well. I love the Michelle Robert book, The Secrets and Methods of a Champion. He has a, it's, oh, yeah. it's a yep. very good book and it's a lovely book as it has great pictures and diagrams for writers. But I think you know it's yeah I'm a big reader I love to read I am um, obviously I love to read my pedigrees and see what's doing well in in the world and I think yeah young writers these days it's 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 nice they can find riders of world class around the world and model themselves a bit on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of learning techniques now, isn't there? Like with all these different, you know, even with this Skype and that. Like there's a lot we can do now. Like when we were young, it was. It, you it's know, much easier, isn't it?
0: You know, if you want to see something,
1: jump on YouTube. You want to research something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm,
0: mm, Much easier.
1: You know, look it up. Yep. So there's no excuse now. No, no, that's right. You can be well informed.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, now tell me about your future. What are you looking forward to?
1: I think, well, you know, hopefully it'll keep raining. Obviously, the last couple of years it's been a little little solid with the dry and feeding stock. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'd dearly love to do a few more shows next year and, all of that but yeah I'm quite excited about the future with all these horses mm, mm. pretty exciting team of four-year-olds coming through this year and we'll um look to see the fair few of them compete next year and I think Australia's really happening and I think Queensland on the whole you know we've got Alicia and Fields and Gattonwell Cups and yes. quite a show jumping shows and the dressage like I'm so proud of what dressage has done Like they had Debbie McDonald and and Charlotte Dijardine all in one year in Queensland mm. and, mm. you know, Tag Group and Tambourine has got a international three-day event and, yep. you know, yep. honest, we're doing what. So I think as a Queenslander, I'm proud of Queensland. I think we're really, really going ahead. We're growing membership too and all of that. So I think, yeah, it's good. I think we've got a good, healthy horse lifestyle up here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think so, I think so too. I'm going to agree with you there. Too. Yeah, yeah, you know, really, the show—they are doing a great job. Like, you know, I'm so excited that eventing has an international class because you know Queensland was renowned for producing eventers, and and now there's you know getting a big class back to the state. You know, it, yep. it'll it'll be healthy for the state. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, now so, if you can sum up your philosophy into a lesson, something that our listeners can take away with them.
1: Yeah, well, I think you've got to be patient. It's it's you're not always going to peak early, and you know? I think it's about longevity with horses. You know, we've got to we've got to keep our horses happy, and I'll probably keep mine too happy. But <laughs> you know, you and I have a great relationship with most stallions. But um, well, I think don't lose track of where we are. Like we live in Australia. I know we're not on a long Jean tour somewhere, but really, at the end of the day, we've got a good lifestyle here, and we have access to some good shows. And the horse quality in Australia is really quite amazing now, and we have um. We have a lot of people interested in the sport, so I think it's our job as equestrians to keep developing that. And, yep, I think it's I think it's all our duty to improve the sport. And I think we're all going to have a lot of fun in the future.
0: I think so, too. That, that sums it up. And I think that I think we've all got a lot to look forward to,
1: David. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. if we just all work together and. Yeah. As I say, I think it's, yeah, Queensland, I'm, I'm very proud of what's happened in Queensland. So if mm-hmm. we can keep doing that every year, I think, in you know, the next 10 years are very exciting for us. Good.
0: All right. Well, thanks very much for your time today. It's been wonderful talking to you.
1: Thank you, Glenis. It's <laughs> great talking to you. All right, then. Bye-bye. Cheers.
0: If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe.